Everybody, welcome to Friday. Well, already to the end of the second week of Lent, and um, let's listen once again to the first reading. Pay I guess I want you to pay attention to that first reading because I want to speak uh, to about that here today. And thank you for joining us. Let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is preparing us for something new. Let's ask Him now for mercy. And Lord Jesus, you call us to new life in the Spirit, Lord, have mercy. You call us to a whole new direction, Christ, have mercy. You call us to a new orientation, Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Grant we pray, Almighty God, that purifying us by the sacred practice of penance, you may lead us in sincerity of heart, to attain the holy things to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Now pay attention to that first reading. A reading from the book of Genesis. Israel loved Joseph best of all his sons, for he was the child of his old age, and he had made him a long tunic. When his brothers saw that their father loved him best of all his sons, they hated him so much that they would not even greet him. One day, when his brothers had gone to pasture their father's flock at Shechem, Israel said to Joseph, Your brothers, you know, are tending our flocks at Shechem. Get ready, I will send you to them. 
So Joseph went after his brothers and caught up with them in Dothan. They noticed him from a distance, and before he came up to them, they plotted to kill him. They say to one another, here comes that master dreamer. Come on, let us kill him and throw him into one of the, of the cisterns here. We could say that a wild beast devoured him. We shall then see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from, his, from their hands, saying, We must not take his life instead of shedding blood. He continued, Just throw him into the cistern that is there in the desert, but do not kill him outright. His purpose was to rescue him from their hands and return him to his father. So when Joseph came up to them, they stripped him of the long tunic and he had on. Then they took him and threw him into the cistern, which was empty and dry. When, then they sat down to their meal. Looking up, they saw a caravan of, of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. The, their camels laden with gum, balm, and resin to be taken down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What is to be gained by killing our brother and concealing his blood? Rather, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites instead of doing away with him ourselves. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh. His brothers agree. They sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. The word of the Lord. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Do not forget the works of the Lord. When the Lord called down a famine on the land and ruined the crop that sustained them, he sent a man before them, Joseph. Sold as a slave. Jesus 
God so loved the world that He gave His Son. All who believe in Him will have eternal life. Praise to You, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. And he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, the other they killed, the third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants more numerous than the first ones, but they treated him in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will certainly respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, here's the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to these tenants when he comes? They answered him, He'll put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his, his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper time. And Jesus said to them, Do you never read the scriptures? Pay attention. The stone that the builders reject has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God be taken away from you and given to a people who produce its fruit. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they knew he was talking about them. And although they were tempted to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, welcome to March 1st. But I really want to share something with you today that I, I hope is a benefit to you, but I really, really uh, hope you get this because I think this is really, really right. And so I'll try to, you know, articulate this as I always try to do in a way that maybe you'll be able to get this. I want you to be thinking about your life as, as I share all this. Think about your life. And so having said that, Scripture scholar Walter Brueggemann once wrote about a three-part pattern he saw in the Psalms. And I pray the Psalms every day. This is really kind of true. So he says this. Number one, and, and by the way, you see the word direction up there? I, we couldn't find the word orientation in one of the, our little uh, images there. So think of direction if you want to, orientation, kind of the same thing. First, or, the Psalms, okay? Think about Psalms. First orientation, life's good, makes sense, all is well, okay? Second, disorientation. We are hurt, suffering. God, where are you? We're disoriented. Third, new orientation. God breaks in. We meet God in a new way. See life in a whole see life in a whole new way. So you see how it works. Orientation. Then something happens. Always does. Something happens in our life. Some disorientation. But the only way through it is by a new orientation. You don't go back to the old way again. You never find it that way. You always have to go forward into a new orientation. Understand? Make sense? Here's an example from that first reading. Here's Joseph, all right? Um, orientation. 
Uh, Israel loves Joseph the best, youngest son, favorite son, son of his old age. Disorientation, his brothers can't stand him. A lot of stories in the Old Testament are like that. Uh, Cain and Abel, Rachel and Leah, Jacob, Esau, stories of such orientation of hatred between people in the family. If we need, if we read the details of Joseph's story, we would see a story of treachery, deceit, betrayal, ultimate uh, betrayal for right now. So what the brothers do, they want to kill him, but they send him off into slavery into Egypt. New orientation. Joseph becomes the second in command in Egypt. Ultimately, in his humility, forgives his brothers. God has made Joseph great, humble, forgiving. Joseph sees things in a whole new way. Joseph doesn't go back to the way he was before orientation. He has a whole new orientation. Make sense? This is, I think, how life works for us. I got this idea. Uh, I, I took the courses on emotionally healthy spirituality, as many of you have. I would recommend it if you haven't. We're going to be doing it again. Recommend it. And this is a book I got it from Mostly Healthy Spirits Way Day by Day. And there's a section here that it shares uh, that, that idea of Brueggemann. And he writes this. God assures us of his love and passion for us. He is committed to bringing us into a new orientation, a new place with him so that he can do new things for us and in us. But in order to get there, we have to be willing to go through disorientation. May I say orientation, disorientation, into a new orientation. I think that's true of life. And um, so where you are now, right now in your life? Orientation, things are going kind of good, all everything's kind of okay for a while. Are you in the midst of some disorientation? If you are, I want to say to you, the only path forward for you or for me and all of that, and it's true of me and all of that, is new orientation. That's the way forward. Like Joseph, humble, open, forgiving, letting God bringing us to a whole new place. Does that make sense? You can let me know sometime along the way. I'm good, hoping, forward to, hoping to see you this weekend. And if I don't get a chance to see you because you're not here in Johnstown, hope your pastor does. Thank you very much. Here's my question for today. What's the new orientation in your life that uh, God is calling you to right now? Thanks for joining me. Goodbye now.